Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Welcome to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. All right. Update on woke backlash. As I said, it's about time, right? So we pretty much broke this story on a national level, this Los Angeles Dodgers honoring at Gay Pride Night in June uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which is a Catholic Christian hate group. It's not just Catholics they hate. They hate Christians across the board. They have invaded churches. They have defiled the Eucharist on videotape. They have mocked Jesus and Mary. They couldn't be more extreme. Couldn't be. They're getting honored by the Los Angeles Dodgers. And the Los Angeles Times loves it. Loves it. Now, if the Proud Boys invaded a black Baptist church and defiled the Bible or whatever, you think the network news would ignore that? CBS, ABC, NBC did not cover this story in their nightly news. Didn't mention it. That's why we had a break. So the corporate media is finished in this country. It's done on every level. There's no growth anywhere. 
And the recession in, in viewers and listeners is colossal, which is why you guys are here. Okay. So the Dodgers now, uh, because they're in full panic mode, have announced that on July 30th, they're going to have a Christian faith and family day at Dodger Stadium. So, I mean, is anybody buying this? It wasn't on the original schedule. Now, they did do this, to be fair and accurate, which I always am. In 2019, they had a Christian and family day at Dodger Stadium. But now they're panicking. And so they're going, oh, don't hate us. We'll have the Christians in. So my question is, are you going to have a Jesus bobblehead? Is that what you're going to do like this on a Christian and family night? So everybody knows why they're doing this. Um, but what you don't know is that the marketing director of the Los Angeles Dodgers is a uh, gay activist. That's why this is all happening. And what do you hear about Target? I'll tell you about Target after, uh, in a while. Okay, so the Catholic clergy largely silent on this. You surprised? I'm not. But there is a Catholic group called Catholic Vote. And they are teed off. Roll the tape. Our organization exists to give Catholics a voice, especially on fights like this, where woke corporations like the Los Angeles Dodgers are, have decided to honor and celebrate a detestable, vile, and perverse anti-Catholic organization. Uh, we have announced a boycott of the Dodgers, but more than that, we can't simply stop there. We are raising money uh, to launch a $1 million campaign starting next week on all L.A. Dodgers-related media. All right, so that group is based in Madison, Wisconsin, of all places, and they're going to put out ads. And when we get the ad, they haven't made them yet. We'll, we'll show you what they're, what they're doing. So at least there's a Catholic group standing up to this. But to counter that, the California Senate in Sacramento says we'll honor the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, too. The elected senators of California are going to honor this Christian Catholic hate group. All right? So this is a war now. This is a war. So we wanted to get the most influential cleric in the United States to come on the No Spin News. His name is Timothy Cardinal Dolan. Archbishop of New York, okay? The Archbishop, who I know very well, I have a good relationship with him. Uh, I think he's a good man. He's not coming. In fact, he didn't mention it. He's on TV every day. And mentioned it. Then we called the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, run by the Most Reverend Timothy P. Brolio. They didn't even reply. I think that's a little uncharitable there, uh, but they didn't reply. They couldn't even bother to reply. However, we got, I think, the smartest Catholic cleric in the country, and here he is. His name is Bishop Robert Barron. He's uh, presiding over the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, Minnesota. He is the head of Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. I think that's World on Fire, right? World on Fire? No, it's word on fire. It's word on fire. Shame yeah. on me, because I follow you. I should know that, but I'm delirious. So, Bishop, thanks for uh, stepping up. 
First of all, your general feeling on this Dodger, now California Senate honor to this group. How do you see it? Well, well, it's ridiculous. I mean, this was so egregious. that That's why I felt the need to speak up. I did so in, a, in the social media world, on Twitter and so on. But it was such a extreme example of anti-Catholicism. That I don't know how the church couldn't respond. So I wanted to use, you know, my social media platform to do it. Uh, that the uh, California state government is honoring this group doesn't really surprise me. I was auxiliary bishop of L.A. for six years, and we dealt with the government out there a lot. Um, you know, anti-Catholicism is indeed the last acceptable prejudice in America. But I think it's time for the church boldly and clearly and articulately to stand up to it. But it's also Christians, not just the Catholic yeah. church. When you have a well, strip show yeah. featuring Jesus and Mary, that's beyond Catholic borders into Christianity itself, correct? Yeah, quite right. I mean, the one that really got my attention was, um, I think it was on Easter Sunday, they had a display where they, they took a, the figure, it was a living figure, off the cross, and then another person did a kind of pole dance on the cross of Jesus. So here's the most sacred event and object in, in the Christian universe. And it's being, in a public, gross way, mocked about as, as, um, as horribly as possible. Well, how do Christians, I think you're quite right, not just Catholics, how do Christians stay silent in the face of that? You know, Jesus overturned the uh, moneylenders' tables in the temple in a righteous uh, demonstration of anger. Um, and that's what I'm doing here in the media. I'm trying to emulate uh, Jesus of Nazareth. Um, in, a, in a sense that I'm trying to say enough, enough. But when you yeah. have powerful forces like the Senate of California, the Los Angeles Times, which applauds this group, the Dodgers, and on and on and on, and then you have no reply from the most powerful Catholic clerics, they are emboldened by that bishop these people who are attacking Christianity are emboldened by the lack of reply, the turn the other cheek and ignore it, right? Yeah, well, of course, turn the other cheek has nothing to do with, you know, non-resistance to evil. It's a, it's a form of resisting evil. The church should speak up and it should engage the laity. So what you're doing, I think, is what Vatican II had in mind, that great Catholic journalists and writers and cultural commentators should engage these issues. Under the leadership of the bishops and through the sanctification offered by the sacraments, but all the Catholic laity should be aroused about this. I'll give you an example, Bill. A few years ago, when I was out in California, they were making noises about passing a bill that would require priests to break the seal of confession around the sex abuse issues. And um, I remember saying to the, at the bishops' meeting, "I think, brothers, we gotta we gotta draw a line in the sand here," and so we did. And we roused our own people, and they flooded Sacramento with so many petitions and complaints that they backed down. And I, I think it proves we can do it when we have the will and we have the focus. And this woke business has gotten so out of control, and this is a, a prime example of the church just being knocked around in the public space. But it's not just the priests and bishops. It's the Catholic faithful, the laity, that have to say enough. Okay, but they have to know about it when you have the three most yeah. powerful broadcasters, CBS, NBC, and yeah. ABC, blacking. Were you surprised they didn't even cover this story? No, I'm not surprised by it, no. Do you I mean, think they're anti? 
Do you think those networks are anti-Christian? I think there's an element of that. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't make bold to speak too much further about that, but I, I think I'm not surprised to answer your question that they didn't put that in the in the forefront of their coverage. Somehow it's okay. It's always open season on Catholics. You know, God knows we've been through our struggles. And I, I wrote a book about the sex abuse scandal and all that. Uh, but it doesn't mean that, therefore, we can never raise our voices in protest, especially when we're being attacked in this extremely aggressive way. Don't you think that the clergy at the top, not just in America, but all over the world, is afraid? I mean, I think I know Dolan pretty well. I, I, and with all due respect to him, because I say he's a good man, I think he's afraid. There's no other reason why he would remain silent. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, presume to speak for him. I, I don't really know. Uh, my former boss, Archbishop Gomez out in L.A., made a statement about this. A handful of other bishops have indeed spoken out. Um, but I, I wouldn't presume to speak for anybody else. Okay. And I understand that. I'm, <laughs> I'm an infidel, so I, I can do it. Um, two more questions. Sure. I told my audience I would never go to another Los Angeles Dodger game again in my lifetime. But I've reversed it. They're coming in to play the Mets on July 15th. And I'm going, and I'm gonna stand up in my section and boo them when they run out on the field. I mean, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, I'm a Catholic laity. That's how I'm gonna protest this. Um, and you're right. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I call for a boycott. I, you know, I was out there for six years, a lot of friends in LA. In fact, I threw out the first pitch at a Dodgers game about five years ago. Love baseball. I know a lot of my Hispanic friends, of course, who are big baseball fans. And I said, I think until we get a formal public apology, there should be a boycott of the Dodgers. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a boycott guy because that's a fascist technique. But I agree with you that individuals should make up their own minds. And why are we giving an anti-Christian team, even though they have the faith and family night, so, I, I'm going to try to get. convince us, though. Yeah, I'm going to try to get the Jesus bobblehead if I can, and maybe they'll send one to me. <laughs> so, so transparent. It didn't convince us. It was rather no. a pathetic response. How do people get in touch with you, Bishop? A wordonfire.org is a good place to access all the material that I have, and they could, you know, contact me directly that way too. All right, and uh, full disclosure, uh, the bishop and I know each other, and. Uh, I bought him dinner in Santa Barbara, but he didn't eat a lot, so it was good. <laughs> I remember that night. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Bishop. We really appreciate your courage and, and you coming on the program. Thank you very much. Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. The American way of life is being censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Some films have scenes completely altered. Other films have lost their funding or been canceled altogether. Some actors have been banned from China for supporting human rights. Hollywood Takeover is a documentary brought to you by the Epoch Times, revealing how the CCP has infiltrated major movie studios. Join Chris Fenton, a former Hollywood executive, and Tiffany Meyer, an investigative news reporter, through their journey in exposing how the film industry gradually lost its integrity on its path to profits. Don't miss the most important documentary ever made about Hollywood. 
For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on HollywoodTakeover.com slash Bill. That's HollywoodTakeover.com slash B-I-L-L. Spring is the perfect time to make smart financial moves like getting life insurance to protect your family. Did you know that 46% of Americans expect to leave behind debt? Policy Genius Life Insurance can cover those debts like mortgages, credit cards, car loans, college costs. In our Smart Life segment, understand that life insurance gets pricier with age and work coverage may fall short. Policy Genius simplifies by comparing quotes from top companies and ensuring unbiased advice. Their award-winning agents are ready to assist. So don't wait. Spring into action and secure your family's future. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 a year for $1 million of coverage. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes. That's policygenius.com. You're listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. All right, free speech. So is it under siege in America? In my opinion, it is. But this goes back a while. Let's go back to 1925, almost 100 years ago, when the most famous free speech case in history was evolving. This was about the teaching of evolution in public schools. Before 1925, most public schools were not allowed to teach evolution. They had to say, God created everything, and evolution, no, couldn't mention it. Okay. Clarence Darrow, you know the name, very famous attorney. He takes up the case and he wins in Tennessee. Now, there is a book just came out yesterday called Trial of the Century. And it chronicles what happened in the most famous free speech case in America. It's written by Greg Jarrett. You may know him. Fox News legal analyst and uh, a guy I've known for decades who never seems to age. Jared always kind of got the little Dick Clark thing coming down. Doesn't really seem to age very much. (laughs) And uh, he wrote the book. All right. So congrats on the book. We hope people will check it out. Very important subject. You know, I write history books and yours is a history book as well. Right. What was the most important thing you learned, you yourself, from the research you did for this book? Well, I took a cue from you. When you write your books, you make them exciting. Uh, History can be exciting if you're a good storyteller. So, frankly, I tried to emulate you. Uh, The climactic moment in the trial is when Clarence Darrow, who's out of options, he knows he's losing, The jury's against him. The judge, an ordained minister, is against him. And Scopes is about to be convicted. And on the other side is the great fundamentalist leader, William Jennings Bryan, who's the prosecutor in the case who helped to get this law passed, criminalizing the teaching of evolution. And what does Darrow do? He does something extraordinary, Bill. He calls the prosecutor to the witness stand, and the judge is mortified. You can't do that. But Darrow was counting on Brian's ego, who then stood up and said, Your Honor, I have no fear. I'm happy to give testimony to everyone 
about how the Bible should be taken literally. And so the judge is so worried the courtroom is going to collapse because, you know, there's hundreds of people packed in there. People are fainting because of the searing heat in the summer of Tennessee, 1925. So they moved the cross-examination of Brian by Darrell outside on a platform left over from the 4th of July activities. I have a picture in the book where you can see thousands of people convened in front of the platform. And there are these two lions, two great orators, icons in American history, facing off. And in the end, Darrell utterly destroyed Brian, so much so that a broken man, just days later, he lays down for a nap and he never wakes up. Wow. I did not know it's that. It's a remarkable story. Yeah. So mm -hmm. Brian dies shortly after uh, um, Darrow dissects him on the stand. Now, Americans believe that freedom of speech is, you know, sacrosanct in stone. But as we just used a setup, now, if you speak your mind, even a responsible person like Sam, Samantha Ponder, you can be labeled and you can be condemned and you can be maligned and defamed. And there's nothing you can do about that, is there? No, very little. And social media, as valuable in some ways that it is, is to blame. I mean, look, people can create fake accounts, fake names. They can say whatever they want. Uh, and they can't be held accountable. And, you know, uh, frankly, neither can the platforms uh, under current law. So, you know, what we're seeing in America today is the same free speech rights that are under assault bill, whether it is, you know, partisan censorship in political discourse or polarizing disinformation campaigns, classroom indoctrination, a punitive cancel culture under the guise of social justice, whereby, and we see this almost every day, uh, conformity of thought uh, supplants robust debate. And that's why this story, the trial of the century, is so important because, Bill, history is now repeating itself. I agree with you 100% on that. Um, and it even even worse than what you say, because the corporate media controls information flow. Yes, you can go on the Internet and you can hear private voices. But the mass media flow is now controlled by these large corporations who basically blackball and silence people they don't like. So when mm -hmm. I was on the factor on Fox News, as you well know, I was on Letterman and Leno and uh, the View when Barbara Walters was there and all the network morning shows, I could spread my message, all right? Now, you won't see anybody from Fox on any of those shows, all right? They're blacked out, they're canceled. Nobody, okay, can get access to that. Publishing industry, if you wanna write a contrarian book, don't go to Simon & Schuster, okay? although they have a new CEO and, and maybe he'll change, and I hope he does change the culture. But it's very, very hard now if you don't conform to the leftist view of the world that the major corporations have embraced, you're shut down completely. And that's not freedom of speech. No, Bill, it, it, it's not. And 
in many ways, I also blame the mainstream media have been witting accessories to the erosion and the assault on on free speech. Uh, I mean, just look at their conduct in the phony Trump-Russia collusion narrative that they drove. Yeah. Uh, you know, they never bothered to verify or corroborate any or of the apologize. Yeah, or, or apologize. Or apologize. I mean, they won, they won Pulitzer Prizes. The New York I know. Times Washington Post for getting I, the story that, fundamentally says, wrong. That says it all. All right. The book is uh, Trial of the Century. I've started it. It's very interesting to read it. And particularly if you are interested in your country and whether we can make a comeback in the freedom of speech area. Do you think we can, Jarrett? Last question. Can we make a comeback and, and have robust debate, as you put it? Well, I, I, I'm deeply worried that we cannot. We, we are seeing Too you know, far books, gone, being, huh? books being banned, art shows being censored. It seems to be getting worse and worse. It reminds me of the Joe McCarthy Red Scare era of the 1950s, yeah. in which if you, if you dared to dissent, you were punished. You bet. All right, Greg Jarrett, thanks very much for taking the time. Good luck with the book. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Here's a gem from the No Spin News Vault. Let's bring in uh, former NFL great Burgess Owens. Uh, he is the author of an upcoming book called Why I Stand, From Freedom to the Killing Fields of Socialism. In 1973, Mr. Owens was a first-round draft pick of the New York Jets, my team, um, and he became a star in the league. 
and played uh, until 1982, which is a long career. Went to the Super Bowl with the Oakland Raiders. Um, he was an All-Pro, and he knows the world. So first of all, your, your book's unbelievably timely, and, and I hope the media will book you. I'm worried that they might not. If they don't book you, if you can't, your publisher can't get you on the major shows, I want you to come and tell me, and we'll shame these people into doing it. But first of all, you disagree, obviously, with Colin Kaepernick and some of the other players who are protesting against the anthem for social justice. Why do you disagree with them? Well, let's start off with this. The title of the book is um, Why I Stand from, uh, from Freedom to Killing Fields of Socialism. Uh, let, let's understand who uh, Colin is. He's a, he's, a, he's a socialist, he's a Marxist. Unfortunately, uh, as, as, as wealthy as he's become, $12 million a year, he has the audacity to tell young people, the ones that look up to him, that uh, America is, a, is, a, is a, a place that is racist, is a place that uh, oppresses the black and brown people. That's how this whole thing started. So I don't know exactly what that, what that commercial is all about, about the dream, because he's stealing young people's dream every single day he stands up. Uh, what it comes down to, Bill, is we have a country based on Judeo-Christian values that's so unique that every single generation from the very beginning gets better and better in terms of how we look at each other, how we serve each other, and how we dream bigger. And every generation's opportunity, or, or really their responsibility, is to make sure the next generation feels better, more hopeful than the last one did. What's happening in the black community very simply is this. The leftists over the last 50 years has destroyed the family unit, destroyed manhood, womanhood, 70% of these young men who are standing on the sideline do not have a father at home. They've never been taught respect of the flag, the country, women, uh, themselves. So, of course, it's easy for the leftists to, to give a narrative because critical thinking is not part of what they've been trained to do, that everything is against them. Even though they're standing on the sideline of a collectively of billions of dollars standing on that sideline. And in the old days in which I was growing up, because we were taught about capitalism, free enterprise in our, in our great country, we would have th thought about how can we could together collectively put ourselves in a business or businesses that will hire 85% of black boys that are now, un, 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 that are now unemployed across our country. Okay, so let, so I, let, let me challenge a couple of things. How do you know Kaepernick's a Marxist? He lives very well in New York City. Uh, he and his girlfriend have a nice place uh, in lower Manhattan. Seems to me he's not suffering for clothing or food or anything else. Looks like he's living pretty well. So why, why would you say he's a Marxist? Well, that's a problem. Marxist, socialist, elitists live very well all the time. They, they need to have somebody to look down upon, somebody to look up to them and have the power. Uh, these are the people. Keep, keep in mind the message. Uh, Marxists, socialists, and atheists, first of all, they're against everything we believe in, the family unit, God, country. Uh, the fact that we're now discussing about a flag that most of us have grown up understanding of the, the last generation, that this represents everything about our future, how proud we can be. And again, I grew up in a, at a time when my, my dad served in the war, and we were taught that the flag you do not disrespect, it does not touch the ground, because we have so many great people before us, black and white, and every other color, that's made it the greatest country, so you can sit there and have this kind of conversation, and call in company to have the kind of contrast that he has, and complain about it. That's his freedom. Okay. We need to make sure um, our kids are, are taught a different message. Now, Kaepernick would say, look, and, and I assure you and your father experienced this as well, that as a young black man, I'm under more scrutiny from the police, all right? I'm going to be pulled over more. I'm going to be uh, spoken to in a way that may be disrespectful at times. And all of that is true. All of that has happened. It's documented, all right? So the, my protest is basically to say, 
We need to stop all that. We need to stop a selective uh, justice system that puts more black men in prison than white men. That's what he would say. I'm doing something good. I want to help America. How would you answer that? Very simply, let's look at, uh, at what we're up against. Back in the 1800s, Karl Marx said something very simply. The first battlegrounds is the rewriting of history. Our race, my history, our pride has been, been erased and, 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 and changed around. A lot of people out there, your audience don't, don't know this, for instance, Bill. In 1905, there's a college called Tuskegee University down in Alabama, uh, Tuskegee, Alabama. At that time, 1905, was producing uh, more self-made millionaires than Harvard, Princeton, and Yale combined. My race, the black community, 40s and 50s and 60s, led our country in terms of the growth of the middle class, the percentage of men committed to marriage, the percentage of men in, in, in business ownership, and also education. I was part of that. I grew up in this environment of segregation, uh, um, Jim Crow, KKK. But we were taught to be proud of ourselves, to win, beat racism by winning over it, working harder. To, and, and in those days, you would not have the same quote, stereotype of black men because today black men, 70% of them don't have a father. And believe it or not, in the black community, 90% are killed by black men. So you're so saying that, that Kaepernick's message isn't directed at the real problem, which is a collapse of the African-American family and violent crime. Okay, all right. And by the way, I, I, this is, I, I'm, I'm throwing this in and I probably shouldn't, but I give Tuskegee a lot of money to this day um, because I do admire the people down there who run the school and the students. You know, they had that, uh, that band and we, we got enough money to bring them up to march in the inaugural parade. Um, and so you're right, you're absolutely right. Okay, now. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. You were a team leader on the Jets, and I assume on Oakland as well. If you were playing today and two or three of your teammates wanted to take the knee and they were, you know, adamant about it, Marshawn Lynch, he's been disrespectful to the flag and the anthem since he walked into the league. He's on Oakland. How would you deal with those people? Well, we have to understand my background is a little different. I grew up in a family where I had a dad who taught me about respect, about pride, about courage about how to take, face fear. The first thing I would do is I'll stand strong, as strong as they do, and tell them, and America, 
why I stand for the flag and why I was, would never demean the flag. So we have the leftists are bullies and cowards. Uh, you notice that uh, there's a handful of people are standing and raising their fists, but all the other folks, all the other teams that are, people are standing up, no one talks about why they're standing. No one goes to them and asks them, what do you think? And by the way, if they did, they would probably be afraid to, to answer because leftists are cowards and bullies. So uh, I, I can only put myself in that situation from the, the, the environment I grew up in, and I would stand strongly. I would fight at the end of the day, Bill, very simply, two things I was living and dying for, my family, my God, and my country. That's the way we were brought up. All right, that's what so you would, you would try, Burgess, you would try to convince them but you know in this climate, that's almost impossible because the African-American community has somehow been convinced that America is not a noble nation, that their grievances that stem back to the founding of this nation, okay, are legitimate. And that's why the whole structure is falling apart because of white supremacy, white privilege. So that's deeply ingrained in some of these players. So I admire the fact that you would try to convince them that their view is misguided, but I'm not sure you would win anybody over. What do you think? Well, here's, here's the thing you have to understand, Bill. Uh, 30% of black Americans feel exactly the same way we do. We have had a deep-seated belief in conservative values, though we have been and on the other side voting for the other side. What's happening now is 15% of black Americans were for a candidate Trump. 36% are now for President Trump. Why? Because we're waking up. We begin to understand that, first of all, we need to have jobs, and he's presenting it to us. You need to have education. He's talking about it. He's doing things that every other leftist and Republican in the past, president, has talked about, has never done anything about. You wonder why they're so focused on, on opening the doors of the gates of, uh, of the borders? Because they realize they're losing the black vote. It's going from 90% down to 80%. It's going to continue to drop down because we're waking up. And at the end of the day, this is what leftists do. They use, abuse, and discard. These guys, these, uh, these uh, by the way, NFL uh, management, these guys are using, abusing, will discard these players. They're globalists. They care more about the international uh, 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 place, the, the, the market, than they care about America. Globalists care more about profit than patriotism. Leftist globalists, even worse. They care about their politics as opposed to patriotism. So you're looking at uh, uh, the NFL, now you mentioned $12, $12 billion well, they're projecting $25 billion in the next nine years because they have a global reach. Right. Like Frank they're expanding Trump. like crazy. Um, final question. What, is it all economics, all money? Is that why the NFL hasn't cracked down and said, look, is that what it is? We all know. Yeah. If, if the NFL believed they were being hurt, put on, put on some yellow socks and you're supposed to wear white socks. See what happens. See what happened. Remember Deflategate? They actually punished the team for two years almost because they supposedly deflated the football. They know what they're doing. These guys are not dummies. They have a plan, and their plan is a global reach. They can care less about our country, about, about our, our flag, about our culture, because they, they see themselves as a global citizen, like all the other ones out there. Nike's a good it's example. An interesting, it, yeah, it's an interesting hypothesis. I'm not sure whether I agree with that. I'll have to give it some thought. Uh, I think so that the... Uh, see the numbers. You see the numbers I think in the book. I think the, uh, the coaches primarily are afraid of their players. And they're afraid that, that if they have this controversy, it'll rack the locker room. And uh, obviously the coaches have to win or they're like this. So that's why uh, they haven't really can come I, to can I make one other point? Can I make one other point? Uh, this sure. is economic. You know. uh, Cordell just signed a $40 uh, million per year contract. Only 
four million of that is guaranteed. The other ninety percent is based on growth. Right now, they've gone from twelve billion to lost in twenty percent of the last two years, and they're going to, they're going to drop more this year. You tell me a guy who's willing to put that kind of risk up if they don't have another alternative motive. It's all right. about the global reach, guys. They, right. want, they want to be the new soccer, the new soccer league where every every organization can turn on TV, no matter what country they are, and they re, they reap the benefits because of a game that's played as a Super Bowl. All right, when does the book come out, Burgess? In October. It's called, again, uh, Why I Stand from Freedom to the Killing Fields of, of Socialism, and we're going to have a good time talking about it because it's very All tough. right, and, and that offer stands. If somebody doesn't book you, because they're obviously very articulate, I'm sure my audience uh, enjoyed this interview. Um, uh, you can go on and hold your own with anybody, um, but if they don't book you on, I really want to know about that. I'll cause some trouble. And, Let me just say, uh, this real quick. Let me say this real quick, Bill. Sure. What Americans do when we wake up, when we Pearl Harbor 9-11, when we wake up and find them we're in a fight, we win. We're about I to win this so. fight. Right. Take your, that's why we're doing this website, Take Your Country Back. All right, Burgess, we'll see you soon. Thanks very much. All right, Bill. Take care, buddy. Okay. Thank you for listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. To watch the full episodes of the No Spin News, visit BillOReilly.com and sign up to become a premium or concierge member. That's BillOReilly.com. Sign the media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth, delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually. You're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now, the truth.